and welcome to Raising Foodies, a podcast from babies and myself, Catherine Lipp, registered nutritionist and specialist in infant and early childhood nutrition. This podcast is here to provide you with evidence-based weaning advice and offer a helping hand to any parent who is embarking on the wonderful weaning journey. So welcome to our very first episode. I'm delighted to be able to bring you this weaning series. And in this first episode, I'm going to talk to you all about getting weaning started. So we're going to talk about when is the right time to start introducing solid foods. Um, We'll talk through some of the equipment that might be useful um, and specifically what to look for in a high chair as well. So in terms of the government guidelines in the UK for when we should be introducing solid foods, the Department of Health recommends that we introduce solid foods or we begin weaning around about six months. Um, And that word around is actually quite strategic from that policy line um, and is quite intentional. And the word around really helps us to identify that every baby is different. And just as they will all meet different developmental milestones such as smiling or sitting up or crawling walking at different ages they will all be ready to take solid food at a slightly different age too Um, so we know from research that around about six months is the right time because that's when we're really looking to get a little bit of extra nutrition from from food as well as the milk Um, and we know that for the first six months of life your baby if they're healthy and full term should be able to get all of the nutrients and energy they need to meet their growth potential from milk alone so whether that's breast milk or formula milk or a combination of the two um, that should be enough to give your baby everything they need up until about six months after six months we do want to think about getting some um extra nutrients in them particularly more iron rich foods and we'll talk about that in another one of our episodes Um, but up until six months then milk alone should be enough for the average healthy full-term baby Um, but as I say every baby is different and that's why that word around is in the policy line from the Department of Health Um, around six months is very intentional and quite strategic so there are some developmental signs of readiness that would be good to look out for with your baby to help you decipher when is the right time to start introducing solid foods Um, and the first sign of readiness is to look out for good head and neck control and that means can your baby hold their head upright on top of their neck or is their head flopping over consistently Um, if they can hold their head steady on top of their their neck on top of their torso that's a good sign of developmental readiness now this sign is different to being able to sit completely unaided Um, even babies older than six months may not be able to sit unaided um, with no support and that's not what we're talking about here we're talking about good head and neck control which literally means can they hold their head upright on top of their neck Um, so that's the first thing to look out for the second developmental sign of readiness is hand to mouth coordination so is your baby able to reach out grab an object and put it to their mouth Um, and you can test that with toys or teethers or even a a clean spoon um, to see whether they have the coordination to reach out grab that object and bring it towards their mouth Uh, and that's another a key developmental sign that we look for to help us decide whether babies are ready for the introduction of solid food 
And the third sign is to look for um, the tongue thrust reflex starting to subside. Now, the tongue thrust reflex is a um, innate reflex, something that babies are all born with, that stops them from putting things in their mouth that they shouldn't or it it helps them to remove things that shouldn't be in their mouth so it's a preventative reflex which will um, reduce the risk of choking Um, and so with very little babies if we're putting things into their mouth the tendency is that they will use this tongue thrust reflex to push that food straight back out again and therefore they're spitting out more of the food than they're able to swallow as your baby approaches six months that tongue thrust reflex is starting to subside or may have completely disappeared but not in all cases will it have completely gone Um, but as this tongue thrust reflex starts to diminish that's a developmental sign that your baby is getting ready for solid food they're able to start taking on board and swallowing some food and that's what we're looking for we want to see that your baby is able to swallow more food than they are consistently pushing back out with their tongue Um, And you can test your baby's tongue thrust reflex, um, perhaps with a clean spoon or again, a toy or a teether, putting it to their mouth. And if you find that they are consistently pushing that item away with their tongue, that's a sign that the tongue thrust reflex is really still quite strong. um, And the chances are that they're they're actually going to push all of the feedback out and very little is going to go in. Once you start to see that that tongue thrust reflex is subsiding, that's an indication that um, they are preparing themselves to take on board more food. Um, and so it's it's those three signs together that we're looking for with your baby. So firstly, good head and neck control. Secondly, hand to mouth coordination. And thirdly, the, the, the loss or the subsidence of that tongue thrust reflex. And if you're noticing all of those three together, that's a good indication that your baby will be ready to take on board some solid food when they approach six months. Um, as I said earlier, you know, there is a variation in terms of when babies will be ready and some babies may be ready for some solid food slightly earlier than six months. The absolute earliest age that we should introduce any solid food or any food other than milk is 17 weeks or four months so I certainly wouldn't recommend it before then and the closer you can wait to six months it does mean that your baby um, is a bit more mature in terms of their digestive system and their immunity and may be better able to cope um, with those solid foods so unless you have been advised otherwise by a medical professional or a healthcare practitioner around about six months with a combination of those three signs that we've talked about is the right time to be introducing solid foods for your little one if you're unsure or as your baby is is getting very close to six months you're still not noticing all of those three developmental signs together then I would recommend speaking to your health visitor or um, a registered nutritionist um, or paediatric dietitian for a bit more input and support about when you should start Um, but for for the the majority it will be around about six months with a combination of those three signs so that's when to start um i also want to cover a little bit about equipment 
that you might need when you're starting to prepare for weaning or when you're getting going. Now, you could spend an absolute fortune on weaning equipment. There are some wonderful things you can buy out there and also some very expensive things, um, also some very unnecessary things. So weaning doesn't have to be expensive. Um, The basics really is a bowl, a spoon, a bib and somewhere for your baby to sit that is appropriate. So when it comes to things like bowls and spoons um, and bibs it's very much kind of personal preference there's no right or wrong with those things really Um, my advice to parents in terms of bowls and spoons is usually just to think about the practicality of those things um, particularly in relation to size some bowls and some spoons are actually quite large for little babies um, and so if your baby has quite a small mouth um, some of the, the the bigger spoons more uh, sort of toddler spoons might be a little bit too big for your baby's mouth so just thinking about the size of things what's practical what's comfortable in your baby's mouth as well something that's kind of soft and flexible around their gums is going to be a nicer experience for them um and the same with bowls size is important because actually your baby's probably not going to be taking a huge amount of food to begin with so you want to sort of think about if they're only taking maybe three or four teaspoons of food then the bowl that you need is not going to need to be very big and sometimes the tendency is that we start off with these lovely sort of bamboo or silicone bowls or plates Um, and the food can look really really small if we're just putting three or four teaspoons of food in a bowl that size and the tendency is to try to overfeed so um, just have no expectations in terms of how much your baby should be eating because every baby is really different Um, and again we'll talk about portion sizes when it comes to weaning in another one of our podcasts later in this series but um, your baby is likely to just take a few mouthfuls of food for their first time Um, so a small bowl will help to sort of manage your expectations a little bit more so in terms of those things just you know think about the sizes and the practicalities and then it comes down to personal preference um bibs are very very useful when it comes to weaning um weaning is messy um and i always say to parents you know actually the more you can embrace the mess the better because we want your babies to get messy uh weaning is a real sort of sensory experience so um the more mess they can make the more they can have fun with their food the more they can explore that food and we're really nurturing that kind of uh food explorer in them which is such an important part of weaning so bibs anything that's wiped clean Um, even sort of having splash mats or an old shower curtain underneath the high chair to protect your floors all of those kind of things can be good to think about so that it allows you to feel a little bit more relaxed around the food and would allow your baby to get stuck in and enjoy food with all of their senses so think about taking precautions against the mess Um, If you're preparing your own homemade baby food, um, then something like a handheld blender can be a good idea if you're wanting to make smooth purees to begin with. But equally, if you don't have blenders, you don't need to go out and buy lots of new equipment. You can make purees yourself just by pushing food through a sieve um, or mashing it really carefully with a fork or a potato masher. Um, Any of those kind of techniques can still help you to get a, a really good smooth texture 
Um, and quite quickly, you're going to move on from those smooth textures to make them thicker and more coarse anyway. So you won't need a blender for very long. And if you don't have one, it may not be necessary to go out and buy lots of expensive equipment. Um, you can think also about um, the seating for your little ones. So um, high chairs are a really great investment for, for weaning. And again, they don't have to be particularly expensive. There are some great um, budget options in terms of high chair. Um, there's a whole range. So once again, you could spend a fortune if you wanted to, but there's no need. The cheaper ones are absolutely fine too. But there are a few things to look out for with a high chair, which are definitely worth considering. Um, and I'm going to talk you through those. So when your baby is seated for feeding, it's important to think about angles. Um, so first of all, look for a 90 degree angle at the hip. Um, and also a 90 degree angle at the knee. So you want them in that sort of very upright position with a straight back and you want that 90 degree angle at the knee as well. So something to rest their feet on is really important so that you can create that 90 degree angle at the knee. And the reason that that positioning is important is because it will help your baby to feel secure and stable as they eat. It takes the pressure off their core. Um, if you imagine you're sat at kind of a high bar stool eating some food and there's nothing to rest your feet on so your feet are just sort of dangling in midair it actually takes quite a lot of energy and quite a lot of effort for your core to hold you in that position um, and so the chances are we get quite restless and fidgety and we don't want to stay in that position for very long so we can start to get a bit uncomfortable and want to get down from that chair or from that stool and it's exactly the same for your babies the more support you can give them from a supportive seat with those correct angles the more energy and focus they will have for the food and for the meal um, and so that's why that seating position is really important now, high chairs are actually designed to last quite a long time, which is brilliant. So we don't have to keep replacing them every time our baby grows. Um, but that does mean that when you first start weaning at around about six months, your baby might be quite small in their high chair. Um, and depending on the size of your baby, they might need a little bit of support within that. So you can buy inserts for the high chair or you can roll up old towels or use some old cushions or pillows just to wedge your baby into that space in their high chair so that they feel really secure around the base of their trunk and they're held in that kind of upright position with a 90 degree angle at the hip. Um, and the same with the foot support to create that 90 degree angle at the knee, a foot rest is really, really helpful. So your baby has something to rest their feet on and it will create that 90 degree angle at their knee. Um, some high chairs may not come with foot rest, but there are ways that you can, can fashion a foot rest um, or there are some companies that will make adjustable foot rests for your high chair which you can then move up and down um, but even something like a, a stretchy um, elastic resistance band that you might use for exercise you can tie that around the legs of the high chair and it's just something your baby's feet aren't heavy it's just something to take the pressure off to help that their core remain stable so those um, stretchy resistance bands or an adjustable wooden 
um, footrest that you can move up and down the high chair as your baby grows are a great way just to adapt your high chair so that they've got that 90 degree angle at the knee. And if all of that comes together, your baby is in a well-supported um secure position when they're feeding it will just allow them to focus a bit more on the food and take less of the pressure off kind of having to hold their core still so that's the key thing to look out for with the high chair um in terms of that equipment that i've talked about then um from six months onwards all of your baby equipment uh, sorry all of your weaning equipment so things like the bowls and the spoons um can be washed in hot soapy water or put in the dishwasher. There's no need to continue sterilising those items after six months. If you're starting to wean a little earlier, um, it is recommended to sterilise those things up until six months. And with baby's bottles, if you're using bottles for any of your baby's milk feeds, they should always be sterilised for as long as you use them, because the milk can get into all the cracks and crevices and the teats um, and all those hard to reach places. So even if you're washing them really well, there's a chance that there's still some bacteria from the milk that could grow and multiply. So always sterilise baby's bottles and teats. Um, But anything else, bowls, spoons, cups, because um, those things can just be washed in hot soapy water. Um, There will be an episode on drinks and cups later on in this weaning series because again there's a few specific things to think about with baby's cups and drinking vessels. Um, So do look out for that episode later on in our weaning series. Um, But I hope you have enjoyed this first session. Um, and the the next in this series, we will be talking about first foods, um, what to offer, what to avoid, and do I really need to start with vegetables when weaning? So thanks so much for listening, and I look forward to joining you on the next podcast.